You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Good morning once again coming to you from Dunn Brothers Coffee in Rapid City, South Dakota. I'm Father Michael Malloy. I'm here with... Karen Gibas. <laughs> I was waiting to hear how you were going to describe me this time. I could call you Redhead. You could call me Redhead. That would be very accurate. It would be very accurate indeed. So it's good to have you back with us. We've had a, a great morning so far. We've we've had the pr- privilege of listening to um, uh, uh, Richard and Tony. Richard and Tony talk about um, what they what they do by way of helping to feed the homeless and a wonderful story they've told. And we're gonna that is a beautiful segue into our next uh, conversation we're gonna have with Tom O'Keefe. Tom, I understand you're at the in the studio at Fargo. Yes, I am. Great. Can you begin just by telling us a little bit about yourself? Well, I, again, I'm Tom O'Keefe, and I'm the operations director at the New Life Center which is a rescue mission homeless shelter uh, for men in Fargo. Each night we house about 125 guests, and in the winter here we have about 25 to 27 additional guests because of uh, the need, need for overflow. So I, I'm in charge of primarily the facilities, the kitchen, the dining room, and those type of things, but also partner with our program in, in uh, what we're going to talk about later here, the, the Genesis process. Okay. So what are some of the services you provide? Obviously you provide a home or a place for people to stay. Um, you provide meals. What else do you provide for them? Uh, meals, housing, shelter. Uh, we, we, we do emergency shelter for the guys. And then uh, there's about 54 beds of that. About 34 beds of guys that move into a little bit more programming to help to work on some of the issues um, that they need to deal with. You know, landlord-tenant issues, maybe critical background, uh, ID, that, that type of thing. As well as the, the Genesis program, which is 12 right now. And we do medical respite. We partner with the local hospitals for those individuals that are experiencing homelessness that might end up in the emergency room or in the hospital and uh, are not ready to go back out into the world and need oversight for their medical condition. So they, they partner with us to provide that service for those gentlemen. Wow, it sounds like there's a lot going on there, a lot of different dimensions or aspects of that of the program. So um, uh, you recently um, implemented a faith-based recovery program. Can you tell us a little bit about that program? Absolutely. It's it's called Genesis, and it's it's not new. It's, it's done, been done by other shelters uh, throughout the country, and it's seemed enormous success. Uh, it's not a recovery program. It's a relapse prevention program. It's helping individuals identify those triggers, those those emotions, those feelings that turn into behaviors. Uh, we, we all can just change our behavior for a little while when we're dealing with addiction. We can stay sober for a period of time, but unless we look into those core things in our heart, those core things in our mind uh, that we need to change, we can't change our outward behavior. So that right now that's at 12 beds and it's a, a very intense program. Uh, so it can be from 15 to 18 months that those individuals commit to examining themselves and uh, identifying those inner feelings, thoughts, motivations, coping skills that need to be changed to prevent them from relapsing into their addiction. And tell us a little bit more about how the program works. I mean, do they meet daily? Um, do they have uh, prog- or, uh, things they have to read? Um, how, how does the how does the program unfold? Well, the Genesis guys are somewhat segregated from the rest of the population because I would say if you're trying to quit sm- smoking, you don't hang around smokers. 
Uh, so for those guys that are dealing with these addiction issues, we try to segregate them as much as possible from the general population. And then they live together and, and hold each other accountable. They each have a, a case manager, a chaplain that they work with. Uh, a lot of the stuff is, that they do is uh, like a, a self-study. It's, uh, it's an assignment. It's, it's exploring their inner feelings. They go home uh, to their room and, and, and work on, on issues. There's four phases that they go through. Initially, they come in, and, and it's it's difficult. They don't get their cell phone. They don't get communication with, with friends or family. Uh, those stressors, those things that, that in life lead us to relapse, go back to those unhealthy coping skills, we, we remove. So, uh, And then they also have to work up to four hours a day. Uh, part of it is teaching them new work skills, how to have conflict resolution, coping skills at, at work, because, um, you know, often the stress of work is what leads a person to relapse. Interesting. So, and is there, are you directing this program, or is there another person who's assigned to this specific part of the, of the um, uh, operation? The gentleman that's directing the, the program, his name is Neil Hines, and he has uh, three case managers, case workers that work with him, as well as a chaplain right now. Uh, so it, it's very intense in terms of number of hours of, of staff. So we're, our census is capped at 12 right now, uh, but we will be hoping to expand that program because we're, we're finding that the demand is there for it. I'm sure. I'm sure it is. Um, and is is prayer a component of this? A regular component of this? Absolutely. Absolutely. Devotions and prayer. Um, you know, it's very biblical based and, and scriptural based, and you can just find a number of spots in the Bible where. You know, it just talks about this this heart, this heart that we need to change. We need to soften our heart. Um, our hearts get hardened. Um, you know, and Jesus is telling us about that. That's that inner mind that that that's um, our subconscious that we need to reach and truly make those changes in, uh, because there becomes a point in our addiction where our subconscious takes over, and there's just no amount of willpower that we can exercise to prevent us from turning back to alcohol, turning back to to, to drugs. So we need to identify those things that are happening long before that happens um, so we can avoid that. Yeah, so it's, it sounds like you're talking about a, 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 a growth and awareness of how um, the inner life is, is working and responding to the, what's happening around them. Absolutely. I mean, we, we call it a faster scale. It's, I'm not sure what all the acronym stands for, but you can, from the outside looking in, you can see that a, an individual is heading towards relapse long before they ever pick up that bottle or that syringe. And it's helping them identify those things that are going on in their life, those behaviors that are exhibiting, that they're starting to slip. Um, mm. They're isolating themselves. They're picking up their pace. They're becoming very busy. They might show signs of, of anger, um, yeah, you know, start change, changing their priorities. So before they get to that last step, which is the R and the faster scale, which is, is full relapse, we can intervene and surround them with people that can support them, hold them accountable. They, they need to change who they associate with as well. If they return to an environment where they're, they're back to their old friends, um, it's most likely they're going to relapse. Absolutely. Um, this is Father Mike Malloy. I'm here with Karen Gibbs. We're talking to Tom O'Keefe from the um, New Life Center in Fargo about a program that they've uh, de- developed there called Genesis, uh, which is helping uh, people uh, learn how to um, avoid relapse into addictive behaviors. Um, so what what kind of results have you seen? How long have you run this program, the Genesis program, and what kind of results have you seen from it? Well, it is a brand new program, and we have actually today 
had our first gentleman go into phase four, which is the last phase. And uh, he was is now making that choice of where he's going to go beyond here, what, what he's going to going to stick around here or he's going to move home to be closer to their family because he feels he's ready to do that. Across the country, uh, they've seen uh, that individuals that go through the Genesis program have an over 80% success rate of within three to five years still being relapse-free, uh, associated with a church, and actually uh, employed. Well, that's, that's, a, that's, that's great. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, impressive so we're, 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 hope, we're getting there. Yeah, for sure. And so you've just had this going for just a few, in a very short time yourself. Barely a year. Okay, yeah. interesting. And there's four phases that they go yeah. through. You, you mentioned the last one. Um, can you briefly describe what those are? I, I actually I can't. <laughs> okay. I'd have to have the the, the guys uh, that are really really run the program. Uh, I know more about the initial phase because uh, the the guys are coming in and the things they have to give up and the struggle that they have. Uh, but as they progress through the the different phases, they get more liberty, more freedom, um, and uh, get to that phase four where they're they're they've mastered all the the, the tools that we give them. Uh, to deal with the, the stressors of their life and are ready to venture out a little bit more on their own. Hmm. That sounds that sounds really wonderful. So, um, you know, if if I'm if I was listening to the radio this morning and I was thinking I really need that program, how would I go about becoming a part of the Genesis program at your center? Well, I would call the New Life Center or go on the website and make connection on the website and just Google Fargo New Life Center uh, and our phone number is 701-235-4453 and ask to talk to one of the program staff. And, and we set up an interview um, and in an interview that guy and see if they're a candidate because the person generally has to really want this or it's not going to happen. It can't be something that can be court-ordered uh, family can't guilt someone into going. That that person has to really want to make these chains, and and do the work that needs to be done to take that deep look within themselves, embrace the Lord, and, and move forward. Okay, so that would give, at least give somebody an opportunity or a possibility of how they could um, become a part of this program if if they were interested or wanted to. Do people come from other dimensions of the New Life Center and move into this program? Sure, they do. Sure, they do. Um, we, we, you know, with with relapse, you have people that that can stay well for a while or, or stay sober for a while, and then they they come and then they stay at the New Life Center for a while, and then they they relapse and end up leaving. And and we're moving in that direction that they can uh, be with us once through our general programming, but the next time they come back, it's it's Genesis. It's time to get serious and move into that program. So, yes, people move through the different programs into Genesis, but we've got other churches, other agencies that will refer people to us, and I just think as the word gets out, we'll see that pace increasing. Interesting. And how many how many um, persons do you have living at the New Life Center at any given time? Well, at the census right now, it's probably about 125 I'm not counting those 27 that are overflow every night. Those individuals just come in at 5 o'clock and spend the night and then head back out into the, to the community. We're just making sure they're warm and fed. Tom, can you talk a little bit about how being the director of this program, how it's impacted you in, in terms of your own faith life and your own walk with the Lord? Well, I started volunteering in the kitchen. I was working in healthcare administration and in a, in a, in a secular position and uh, just realized I need to make some changes in my life. Started volunteering, uh, serving meals, and just found that the, the guys were impacting me, I think, more than I was impacting them. Just uh, uh, 
you know, as we sat in devotions with the, the guys in the day, we're, we're asking for the same things from, from Jesus uh, as they are. And they're often enriching my soul, I, I, I think, more than, than I'm do, doing for them. So the opportunity to work in an organization where the Lord is the center, uh, we start meetings with prayer, we um, it just we really do believe you're doing it for the glory of the Lord, it just radically changed my life. Mm, sounds wonderful, and I appreciate the fact that you brought up a point that was made by our previous guests um, who helped, have helped some of the homeless people here in Rapid City. They talk about how the impact for them, that they receive far more than they give. Yeah, yeah. So um, That's a genuine blessing and a genuine gift from God. Um, how the poor can, maybe that's one of the reasons why the church says that, you know, we have a preferential option for the poor because they can teach us a lot about what it means to be a disciple and a follower of Christ. Yeah, it, poverty is, is, I kind of call it the great equalizer. It strips away all the, the things we measure other people by in the secular world. We're just really able to look at that person as a genuine child of God. Wonderful. Well, Tom, we thank you for visiting with us and sharing with us this um, definitely a, a new life, new hope yeah. um, from the New Life Center in Fargo. I appreciate your time. Yep, thank you for having me. You bet. Take care. So we're coming up on the uh, another break, and coming up next we have, of course, our 10-minute tour, um, which in which we show or showcase what's going on around our area. And later in the show, um, if you ever thought of that food might enslave you, that food might be a problem, um, we just talked to people who probably struggle to find food, and now we talk, go to the other extreme of people who find it as a real struggle and a real problem in their life. We'll hear more about that. When we come back um, and, and to Real Presence Live, this is Father Mike Malloy along with Karen Gibis coming to you from Dunn Brothers Coffee in Rapid City, South Dakota. We'll see you in just a moment. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. 